right. All right. Peace, my bro. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing, man? Good, man. Just multitasking, doing a lot before the podcast started up. So, yeah. Yeah, so that. So that. Yes, sir. How you been? Man, you know, just got done working out, trying to stay in shape. Okay. <laughs> Some type of shape. Okay. It, has it been a, a constant routine or something you just started? I've been, it's something I always did, man. I always, you know what I mean? I, you know, just try to stay active, man. I don't want to just, you know, I gained like five pounds, man. That was a problem to me, man. You know, I ain't never been 215 in my life. <laughs> okay. okay. You ain't never been so, over 215? Man, I ain't never been over 250. Well, you know what? I lied, man. A couple of years ago, I was, I was at like two, I got to 240, man. 240? So, yeah, man. It, it, you couldn't really tell because I'm tall. But that's, man, I was just eating, man. I wasn't hooping or eating anything. And the way I felt, man, I couldn't do that no more, man. I felt yeah. terrible. Sluggage, all that. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I recently got up to 188. Oh, man, I, that's high school weight for me. <laughs> I, look, I never, only time I've ever been over 175 is when I just choose to eat and pig out. Right, so, right, right, right. So once right. this COVID situation kicked off, that's when I started picking up the weight because I, was, I, I wasn't working out. I was staying right. at home. Um, I, was, uh, I was drinking wine because I got bottles of wine, so I'm just drinking all the wine. Right, right. Cooking tacos and hamburgers <laughs> that I like to eat that right. I don't normally eat every day. So right. once I started eating that stuff, it became easier for me to just jump up and wait. Right. You know, of course. So right now, uh, the close I got to 188, so now I'm down to 180, and I I want to get back down to like 177. I'll be okay. It's easy, man. Get get that sauna suit, man. Walk, hit that treadmill, man. Take yeah. a walk. It's all yeah. sweat. <laughs> yeah, that you know what? When you start sweating, that just that just knocks it all. That helps knocks it all off, man. Oh yeah. And I, yeah. That, that either the treadmill or going for a job is one yep. of the best ways to do it. I swear to God. Yep. If anybody listening, if you really want to like thirty minutes to an hour of that shit, you'll you'll start burning it off easily. I know for yep. me, I did. It, it just started. I started yeah. knocking off the weight easily. Yeah, me too. I used to. I was part of a. Uh, a boxing program at one point as a kid, you know, I, I went back and started doing some of that same stuff. Okay. Washington Park and Limbloom and everything like that. Mm. Me keep that weight off and everything. Okay. All right, so tell me where you from, my guy. Man, I'm from over east, over there, I mean, 71st and Paxton, man. You know, I lived over there to my sophomore year of high school. Then my mom moved over there on 87 to exchange. So I'm, 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 I'm claiming over east, but I lived among, I went to high school at 87 Exchange, though, so I ain't really know nobody over there, so over east. I grew up with, um, you know, Bump J, all them guys. You know Bump is. Yes, Bump, David Williams, you know, those guys. Grew yes, up sir. with them. We all grew up together. Yeah. So, you know, me and Dave, you know, we, we was friends since, like, what, fourth, third grade, man. You know, played ball with each other. All that grew up. He doing this thing now, so... I'm up here doing mine. We went to college for, we was college roommates for a year. Really? Out of New Mexico, yeah. Out of New Mexico. Yeah, for a year. Yeah, we went out there on the package deal for a year. He left, like, have, have, he he, he didn't like it out there. I, you know, I stuck it out, man, because I, I, I ain't really want to be in the shot like that, so I stuck it out, but he left. You know, salute, he doing his thing. He paid off. <laughs> okay, 
Okay, yeah. so what first got you involved in basketball? Man, my mom over there, she got me involved. And I was like, man, like maybe like seven years old. Remember the YMCA over there on 71st and Constance? Uh -huh. Over there around that area. Started with popcorn basketball. Like I was playing that. It was boring. Has had to get up every morning at six o'clock. I mean every Saturday morning at six o'clock. It was terrible, man. Yeah. So that, you know, started with that. Then as it went on, I got better and better, you know. Got better than I started then it was something I love, you know, something I love doing. I never tried nothing else. So you know, it's the only thing I know. <laughs> what were your inspirations during, during the course of basketball? Because I know we grew up in that era of Mike, that 90s, that 80s and 90s area, era, I should say. Now, who's my people? The people I like? Yeah. Okay, like, what was your of course. your influences to make sure that you, you, know, you stayed on the basketball? Man, my mom and the guys on the streets, man. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The guys to motivate me, like, man, don't. Not that I was hanging out on the streets, like, don't, man, keep doing you. They saw I was a tall kid. I always been a good ball handler. So they're like, man, we like you stay, you stay nice. So they kind of protected me too. You know what I mean? So they, they kind of inspirated me too a little bit. So, but mostly my mom. Did your, did your mom play sports? No, my mom didn't play no sports. Well, her, like my uncle played football, you know, back in the day, like in the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. My mom was she was just into it. She just she was just a sports fanatic. Like now, you see now on Facebook, I always mess with about the Bears or the Bulls. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So she just know a lot about she just know a lot about the game. Okay, that's about it. That's dope, man. Having a sports mom a lot. I know yeah. I, my mom was a sports mom, but she wasn't pushing it. She was just like, no, nah, nah, use your head, <laughs> use your head the right way. You know what I mean? My mom was on that. She like, man, look. You wanna, I ain't got no money to see you to school. You got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, you said you grew up over East. Yeah. You knew Dave. Yeah. So y'all was childhood buddies growing up. Childhood buddies, yep. Okay. So what grammar school was this that you guys went to? O'Keefe. O'Keefe? Okay. O'Keefe Elementary, yeah. Okay. O'Keefe, yep. It's on, I think, 70... 69th and Merle, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> what was that like growing up uh, in that era around where you were staying? Man, it was a lot of, how can I describe it? Like, you had to know your surroundings around that, man. A lot of, you got one gang, you got your solid foes over here, then you got your, your stones over there, then you got your, I'm in the midst of everything with the GDs and everything. So it's just, just be, be cautious where you're going, man. You know, try to keep, you no, know, stay hanging around the good people, the right people. That's what that, that's how it was for me, man. Stay around the right people. How old were you by the time you graduated uh, grammar school? How tall were you? Man, I was like six, maybe like six two. Damn it, six Cliff, two. Man. Yeah, I was like six. Six feet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was like six two. Yeah. I hit five nine. It was like, yo, we we, we done. It was over. <laughs> my uh, my cousin on my mom's side, Henry. He's about six eight. Right. Oh wow. Yeah, he stays in equipment, and I think he grew up with like uh Antonio McDice. Right. Antonio McDice. Right. I used to look at him like, yo, I want that. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> they would they would hoop and they would ball out, and that's just, that's right. something I really I really enjoy. But I guess me with the lowest center center of gravity and, and wanting to fight and all the time, I guess that's where my my kind of influences uh, gravitated more to. 
So right. by the time you left high school, uh, grammar school, did you know that CVS was a choice you wanted or did you want to go somewhere else? Man, like, I wanted to, man, to be honest, I wanted to go to Kenwood, man. Mm. I, wanted, I wanted to go to Kenwood, but those Iowa Tech scores, you know how that was back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those tests were tough, bro. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't up to par on them grades like that. I, want, I wanted to go to Kenwood. I, um, and I was getting recruited from like King High School to play basketball, King, uh, Semi-I. Then Coach Cook recruited me when we went to play in the tournament there. But man, my heart was at, it was at Kenwood, man, with the girls, man. You know, the honeys was there, man. The backpackers, that was my style back in the day. <laughs> Kenwood, Kenwood always was a was a dope school, man. I think man, everybody, everybody was intrigued by that school, you know, because it was everybody. Like off. It was kind of like dipped off in Hyde Park and shit, you know what I mean? You, you, you finally went over there and saw it. You, yo, this is over here, right? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go to Robeson initially, but my mom. Ooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, because it was like family. So like a lot of my uh, my god brother, my right. brother went over there. Like that whole side of the family was over there. So I preferred to be around family, but uh, CVS was down the street. I grew up on, yeah. on 87th and Jeffrey. So- Oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. I was right there. You know, she was like, no, nah, yeah, you... nah, little boy, you going right here. You know, I didn't yep. keep an eye on you, you know, so- Yeah. Yeah, so she, she had me go there. So right away, did you know that you would be playing when you enter high school? Yeah, I knew I was, I knew it. I mean, because I was like, I mean, because I, that was my thing, man, to go there and play, because Coach, Coach Cook was recruiting me a little bit, too. So he got me there. You know, my first year, I played JV. And then, uh, you know, I said, I, I did all right there. Then he moved me up to varsity. So, I mean, started on varsity. was like the, I mean, you know, the best player on the team as a sophomore, or I think I was, but, well, <laughs> you know. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I was on my way coming up, you know. I was right, like, right. Right. But yeah, I mean you became that, you was you was varsity by your sophomore year? Sophomore, yes, yep, started varsity, yep. Okay. Uh what was that squad? Who was on that squad for varsity? Do you remember? Man, um remember Willie McDonald, football yes. player? Yeah, Willie McDonald, um man, what's the dude name? Um Marcus Ross. Um, Dave Williams, he was a player, of course, he played varsity too. Um, man, Melvin, Melvin Hersey, all those guys, man, I, you know, so long ago, I don't remember half of those guys, you know. But I, do, I remember we, um, that sophomore year, we was in the blue division, we almost, we we almost won the blue, but we, um, we was a shot away from the final four to play Weston House. We, oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. No, we we had, we did pretty good, man. That year, I never forget that team. <laughs> Explain that to me, because that was before I got there. Uh, you said you was a shot away. Yeah, we uh, we played Carver, but they had remember Nick Irvin. Yeah, okay. The shooter. We played Carver. Um, if we were, if we won that game, we went to the UIC to our Final Four. But then, um, you know, I said like one of our guards, Toby Madison. He was on our team. Toby Madison. Um, he missed a little um a jump shot, a contested jump shot. So um. They had, we lost about one point, so we, you know, they make it to the final four. That'd been the first ten, first time in history that a blue division team made it to the final four. So we was, you know, a little good squad out there. Okay, okay. Um, by the time I got there, my freshman year, 
they were wearing the CVS shirts that said back in red. Can you explain okay, that? Okay, because my junior year, we won the blue. We, see, the blue division is like the weak division in Chicago. And the red is like the, the big time division. You know what I'm saying? If you if you in the red, you going D one or somewhere. If you're in the blue, yeah, whatever. You, I don't know no matter where you're going, but we won the blue. We won the blue, then we went up to the red. The, my, by a senior, we got to the red soft, you know what I'm saying? With, with teams like Simeon, Carver, um, with Julian, you know, teams like that. Then we wind up winning that year. We won the blue and the red. Cause we we beat we won the blue division my junior year, then we won the red division my senior year. So we won both of them. Yeah. Then we did go to the final four. Okay. When yeah. I got there, y'all was some tall motherfuckers. I, I remember seeing you. <laughs> uh, I think Lawrence Hubbard. Um, uh, that's my buddy, yeah. I was like, yo, these motherfuckers is tall. <laughs> y'all tall. I remember, uh, I think it's Morgan Park. They had somebody named Ladaryl or something like that. Yeah, Ladera Beasley, yeah, Beasley, yeah. yeah. motherfuckers could ball too. Yeah, he was, he always been a monster, man. He was so big, man. <laughs> he always been a monster. Played so for Tulane. Go ahead, go ahead. He played for, played for Tulane, Tulane University of Louisiana, Dura did. Okay. okay. Dura was did nice. Did you ever play like uh, AAU ball with any of these guys? Or? I played AAU ball with um, Quinn Richardson, Bobby Simmons. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was on the same team as Michael Wright. Okay. You probably don't, yeah, I was on, I played with those guys. AAU, played against them. Well, I was on the same team as Michael Wright, but I played against like in Florida against Quentin and all those guys. I, I played with Team Jordan back in the day. Really? That's when we were talking to Jordans, yeah. Like Nike, that's when Nike was with Jordan, you know. So, you know, Jordan got his own thing now. So I played with Team Jordan back in the yeah, day. Yeah, that was before he be, he did the Jumpman thing. When he yeah, before he did the Jumpman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you that. ever try to recruit like any of those guys, like Bobby Simmons or Q Rich, any of those to come to the V? Or did, did they already, were they already established guys? Man, I ain't like them niggas, man. I was trying to go at them. I, <laughs> I mean, I liked them, but I mean, my thing was like, I'm trying to go at these guys, man, okay. you know? <laughs> okay. Okay, you because know. we now we live in that era, right? Where these guys oh, yeah. want to play, they want to play yeah. with each other, you know. And coming up, that '80s and '90s, or any time before that, to be the best, you had mm -hmm. to be the best, and yeah. that's what guys prided themselves off of. And I was just asking because I just wanted to know, like, all this dope ass talent in the city, in the, in the city, Bobby Simmons, all them guys. Like, did you at any time say, "Yo, come to the V," you know what I mean, or did they ever try to recruit you over? Well, uh, Bobby trying to get me on this AAU team, but man, I used to envy Bobby Simmons, man. He's my buddy now. If you're watching him, you know, Bobby, my buddy. Now, I talk to him time to time now, but man, I used to hate Bobby, man. Every time I, because I feel like I was better than Bobby, but he just got all that exposure. But when that time I played against him, I would, I would try to kill him, man. Mm. Try to kill him. <laughs> mm. I don't blame you, though. I don't blame Bobby's you. Bobby's a dude, though, man. He was tough. <laughs> so, so was he older? No, but me and Bobby's the same age. We came okay. in '98. Bobby was the same age. He was just—he was just so well-rounded, man. He had that size, man. Yeah, he was a big dude, man. Yeah, Bobby was like a, a legit six-seven, man. Like two two twenty in high school. Yeah, handle, handle the ball, everything. Cliff, <laughs> man, I remember one time I saw you in like a. Uh, I think Coach Cook asked me to come up in there just to like. Play around with the uh, play around and everything, 
Yeah. I saw you like just playing with the ball and you went up and like dunked the ball. I, I was like, this dude got wings, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever know how high your vertical was? Man, I never knew, man. No. Never. I just, I just, man, I started dunking. I started dunking my sophomore year of high school. But well, no, but like really dunking in games my sophomore year of high school. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't, it wasn't so much. I just said I wasn't athletic. I wasn't a high jumper. I was just, I was average athletic. Okay. You know what I mean? I, and I wasn't scared to go up. That's what it was, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw you a couple times. I was like, yeah, you, you can't do nothing with that either. <laughs> like, nah, that, ain't, that ain't where you're supposed to be. Stay on right. the outside. Yeah, yeah. So um, after high school, you end up going to... New Mexico. I went to this, this, I went to New Mexico. Yeah, I went there. I went to New Mexico Junior College first. Okay. A junior college. I went there for a year, and then I, um, man, you know, got a little trouble down there. Of course, I ain't gonna say why, but then <laughs> I wind up got. I mean, then wind up going to the school called um, the school called East Central. It's a, another JUCO, another junior college. So I went there, did really well, and then I um, I went to the school, this Division One school called Central Missouri State. You know what I mean? Went there. Um, I did, I did, I did fairly well there, man. I, um, I graduated from there, so I mean, I, um, I was the third leading t- leading score on the team. Uh, um, you know, so I was in that, I was in that, in that process that we went to the um, translate to Division One, because there was D two at first, then we went to a Division One school. You know, so I was um, to this day, I'm the um, all time three point shooter there. Okay. To this day, so yeah. Yeah, Would you so advise any of the young guys to work on their jump shot right now? Yeah, I, everybody should. I, I tell these young guys, man, work on their mid range, man. That mid range shot. You see, you see guys that they is either go to a hole or shoot threes. Like that, that mid range shot is gonna make you different. Yeah, that's gonna make you different. That, it's uh, gonna because. I think that's some one of the things that Mike separated himself from coming down, pulling up from eighteen feet, yeah. seventeen feet, stop on a dime, pull up. And Mike. Mike, Mike mid-range is ridiculous. Yeah. Jordan mid-range, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fading away, all that, man. That's that's some LeBron need. <laughs> um, let's talk about it. Let's go on ahead and get into it because we from Chicago. We rep our city. We do uh, respect the culture of basketball. Um, right. That's something that you grew up in. It's something I love watching. You know what I mean? But the mid-range game, we see a lot of driving from him. And the other night mm-hmm. we saw him, you know, drive and try to kick out to another player who we expected yeah. would make a shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so at six, six, eight, six, nine, 240, 250 pounds, I don't know. I ain't around him. Right. Wouldn't it have been easier for him to catch the ball in the low post and just end the game? He had four people when he got that ball, they knew it was going to. He was driving. You see, all of them collapsed on him. Okay. Because he's so. Because one guy can't stop him going. Even if you play good, then you can't stop that big body going no, to the hole. But that man had four people on him, and he and he did. That was a great pass. Okay. okay. A great pass. It's just dude. I mean, you know, like I ain't gonna say he sucked. Dude missed. You know, it happens. It happens. He missed a he shot. Missed. He missed, he missed a, a shot. shot. <laughs> if if he hit the shot, we would not be saying anything. About it wouldn't be saying that. I'm um, talking about all these saying That was a great pass. Yeah. But you know missed. what? The one thing I noticed about LeBron is they knock him for anything that he does, man. 
I never understood that, man. It's, it, I never. No matter how good he does, it's well, you didn't do this, and then if he does bad, it's like we knew it. Aha! Like they point mm-hmm. fingers at him. And he take it from both. He take it from both sides, and they take it from us. I, I take it from us. They take it from white people. But the sad as it is, he take it from us. We we the hardest on him, man. Yeah, but you know what the I think? That's, on I think that's partly us just having a, a passion for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's partly that that hate in the background that people have naturally is is, is that brewing hate that people yeah. don't have because they couldn't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Even when you yeah. look at the spectators and the commentators, you know who who. Uh, I guess are in charge of calling the game. Those guys didn't play any ball. They touch no ball. <laughs> you guys ain't play no fucking ball. It's just like me when I'm when I'm watching boxing, and 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 I had somewhat of you know a a, a background in boxing. But when I okay. hear guys calling a fight, I'm like, what the fuck do you did you ever get hit in the face? <laughs> do you know what that's like to get hit and try to bounce back after you your bell done been wrong? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when when I watch LeBron, it's just like. I know I'm watching greatness, but it's like, why? Why is everybody so quick to, to like try to pick them apart? Like, what are you all looking for? Man, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm always, I always find myself in the arguments. Not arguments, but like disagreements with people. Like, oh, he's soft. He nothing like Mike. I said, man, look, Mike done playing. We ain't talking about Mike no more. Mike was great in his time. Kobe was great in his time. LeBron is great now, man. Yeah, it's, it's now. Yeah, we ain't talking about that twenty years ago. I mean, when the Bulls era, that's man. I, I got kids that age. You know what I'm saying? So we ain't talking Absolutely. about something that like that era. We talking about now. The body special. It, it bothers me when I hear people, you know, trying to pick his game apart or say what mm-hmm. he doesn't. Excuse me. Say what he doesn't do at the end of games. Mm-hmm. And LeBron has never. To me, I think we all know it. Like he's the killer instinct that we want him to have that Kobe had and, and mm. that Mike have had, that's not him. He's more of a him. facilitator, but if he needs to get the bucket, he can get the bucket. You know, mm-hmm. LeBron is, is, I think, it, could I call it Magic Johnson 2.0? He, uh, man, he's an he's a, he's a athletic magic, yeah. And that's scary. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Scottie Pippen 2.0, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I don't, Scott, I don't like Pip, Pippa's a hater to me, man. Now that you know what I mean. Because <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Pippa's a hater. He always got something to say about LeBron. Like, come on, Pippa, you was good, but you was never like LeBron, man. You, now, that's that's not fair to say that. You know what I mean? You was, if you didn't have Mike, you wouldn't have won nothing. And Mike, you wouldn't have won without Pippa. Okay, Le, I give you LeBron, that. But let me just say this because I'm a Pippa yeah. fan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For one year without Mike, and we saw the work he put in. Yeah, he, yeah, I'm a Pip fan too, but he just behaves sometimes. Yeah, the he older Pip, he just behaves. I mean, I love like with Pip, man. Pip had that perfect basketball body, thin, the long arms, long, man, long, arms could guard anybody, man. man. He used to get Kobe problems on D. Get Kobe problems. He gave a lot of people problems, but I know <laughs> I remember when Grant Hill came in the league and hit him with that two step crossover. I was like, man, oh, you're done. Yo, to see somebody 6869 raise up on him at the same time and hit him with yep. that, I said, Oh, you're done. Yeah. You can't keep up with that dude right there. That's what that, that's when the game changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh AI did it first, 
And then mm-hmm. he came behind him with that and hit and and I was like, oh, okay, the league changing. Yeah. Y'all, y'all not gonna be able to keep up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, so I uh I, I I salute LeBron and everything that he's done on the court. I think, you know, people people are too hard on him for some reason, for whatever it may be. I guess because they're holding on to that whole if you're gonna be great, you gotta you gotta you gotta amount to what Mike did and there is mm-hmm. Mike's not playing no more, man. Like what Mike did, only Mike could do. You know, right. there's no blueprint for that. The closest thing to it would be a Kobe and and may God yeah. rest his soul. Super but, close, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we not we never we're not gonna see nothing like that ever again. So Mm-mm. it's it's sad because I was watching some of the clips earlier, um, right before you called me, before we had a little chat, and I was sitting there watching the clips. I'm like, they expect him to do stuff that it's not in his caliber. Like that's not him. <laughs> right. Like why are you right. why are you expecting him to do the things that other players would do? Yeah. But, and then I, I heard a quote that I think they said Mike was it Mike said it. He was like Clyde Drexler would be better than me, but he don't know how to play the game or something like that. If you know how to play the game, if you know how to play the yeah, yeah if you know how to play the game. Yeah. yeah. See the thing is now I do believe, man, this is this you probably might take some heat for this one. Mm. I think LeBron IQ is better than Mike's. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Like I never like the way I think. I just think LeBron's smart in general, man. A kid, eighteen years old, facilitating his homies to do all this stuff to get them money, man. Come on, man. That's eighteen years old. He was quarterback in situations, yeah. man. And, and, and do it in the league, right? Right. At yep. Eighteen. Eighteen. Your first game in the league was what? Twenty-five, eight, and eight. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. And the man, he took a um, he, the, any team he's going to, he's, he, they're going to they're gonna have a chance to compete for the championship. Not winning, but they're going to have a chance to compete. And I think that's the thing that slept on the most, for me at least, is yeah. the fact that he got there. They, they're saying he, he didn't win, but he got there. If you look at the teams that he took to the championship, <laughs> what would you yeah. expect him to do? What would you expect him to do? Like them guys, were, all those guys were good at what they were good at. But it, when it came to rising to that level, they they were just there. They were right. They were. Right. I, I don't know if I should say that, but I'm gonna say it. They were riding on his coattails. You know what I mean? Like this dude was a phenom. Yeah. And we're taking. And I, I feel like I'm not taking it away from him. I feel like the people who are spectating and commentating are taking a lot of that away from him. Like here's a dude that came in the league that you all said would fail. Mm-hmm. Remember, he came to Moody Bible. I was there. Broke his wrist. They was like, oh, he's done. You know, oh, he's done. He's not going to play no more. Got Come on, LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Are you that Moody Bible then? Yeah. I was okay. there. Oh, man. Okay. I was there. That's what's up, I, man. That's special. And he went up. And when he took off, I said, like, oh, my God, he took off too far. That was <laughs> me in the crowd. I don't know if they have any video. I was like, oh, he took off too far. But he took off, man. He went off and... He came down. He, they said he hurt his wrist. I was like, "Oh man, he's gonna be out for a little bit, but he gonna he gonna bounce back like a champ because that's what he right. for. This right. is his sport. This is what he knows." So after that, it was like, "Oh, he's not gonna be able to shoot the ball. He's not gonna be able to do this. He's not gonna be able to do that." And then he getting his first year in the league, and he balling out. And they like, "Oh, we just waiting for him to fail." Like who right. says that shit? Right. Yep. That's- and the only people to me that say things like that are people that are jealous envious or people that have never accomplished anything in their life never accomplished anything in their life you know they never really they really never really stuck to anything and tried to become anything better than what they were 
but they're watching mm-hmm. somebody else and they're trying to pick apart what they're able to do and say, oh, you can't do this and you can't do that. And I, right. hate, I hate that type of shit, man. What, what we're seeing from LeBron, we're not going to see from nobody else. Uh, not, no one's ever going to do that again. Not that big. <laughs> that's what 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 somebody say. That's Carl Malone. That's 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 man, he's bigger than Carl Malone. They, they see you said two for LeBron six eight two sixty. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and then uh, uh, the other guy was uh, Russell Westbrook, right? Triple doubles yeah. in three seasons. Yeah. All he's padding stats. He's pad. You get out there and do that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like him too, man. I mean, a lot of people. I think I like his passion. I like Westbrook's passion. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't really got nothing to say nothing bad about none of those guys because I never met. You know what I mean? I I wanted to go where they was at. <laughs> yeah, I don't have nothing bad to say about him. I just think that he does get out of control. You know, in key in key parts of the game. You know, where you would want him to have more. Yeah, but that's his game. You know, some some kids got that OC. I like kids like they got that OC game. You know what I mean? He just. You know, he's not. You know, like you see a lot of well, Derrick Rose. He was OC. He was he was crazy when he was OC, good. But now you see he kind of fell off because now he's kind of controlled. Yeah. Sometimes that OC works for people, man. It do. But it, 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 it gets you hurt. It gets you hurt. Because you OC. <laughs> yeah. It gets you hurt, or you make bad turnovers, yeah. and yeah, know, and you're not honed in and focused on getting making the right play. And that's uh, why so we get. Tell me about. That journey through college, you finally graduated. What did you did you get your? Uh, yeah, bachelor's. I got my bachelor's. I got my bachelor's. That um, I was a double major in crim, um, criminal justice and education. Okay. So you know, I, I teach third grade now. I'm a third grade teacher. So, and I work part time at the psych ward in the hospital. So I mean, you know, it's kind of I'm kind of doing the same thing, but you know, I, I got it in there, man. I started. Um, after I left college, I. I um, Played a little basketball in the UK for a little bit. For like, man, like three years I did. It didn't last long. Did I, I did a little, the little CBA, the Gary Steelheads and all that for a little bit. Then moved to Florida. Moved Wait, Miami. Go back. That UK yeah. experience, what was that like? Tell me about, like, how was that? It was, it was okay, man. It was, I didn't like it. I think it, it reminded me a lot of New York. In Manchester, you know, Manchester, in Manchester, in London, it's it, that dark. It's kind of this depressing looking, gloomy, like Seattle, you know. Yeah. Just you know, man. Just I mean, it was it was you know, the people was cool, but it just it was just depressing being being like that all the time, man. Yeah. But it was cool. I mean, the hoop. They got some hoopers over there, man. <laughs> and, and believe that, those people look just like us. The black people there, look Absolutely. just like just like us. Just talk different. You. I know. I first went there. I heard one talk. I said, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." I think the thing for me is that when I went, they were just accepting. They were just like, "Yo, no, it's all good." You know, like we going over here to this pub or have a pint oh, you- and stuff like that. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. what?" And he was like, "Just come oh, on, like, have a pint." And I was like, "All right, cool." And he was like, "No, a beer, a beer." I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh-huh. As long as you ain't talking nothing funny, you know, like how long? How long were you out there? Um, I was over there for like two weeks, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was okay. over there for like two weeks and then I came back. Um, oh, yeah. I was over there trying to just like uh, network with music and everything. This was the oh. era when I was uh, 
trying to be more involved in like the underground music scene and everything. Okay. And someone and offered some... me the opportunity to go over and they have a really good scene. Bro, they have, man, listen, man. They got some talent over there, man. Yeah, them in Germany. As, them in Germany. Yeah, as far as music, man, what's that um what's that lady name man? I forgot her name, man. She's beautiful, man. Black lady, any uh, I forgot her name, man. I forgot the lady's name, but she's seen, man, a black lady. She was she's right for Alicia Keys or something like that. Emmy, Emmy, I forgot. It come to me eventually. You ain't talking about uh the new the young lady is the new one, right? No, it's a she's she's been out for a while. Okay. Yeah, she's seen um um man. Clown, clown that song clown, you know what I'm talking about? I don't I don't think I don't think so. Oh, I don't know, man. Whatever. <laughs> it's probably been so long, you know. But they got some singers that they they the music the music scene man, they, they rap just as good as us, they sing just as good as us, all that. Absolutely. Um man. the thing about uh the German when you go over to like the German to Germany, they're seen on like being a B boy and B girl, like they're mm. big on like that hip hop breaking and dancing. Okay. Man, they're serious about that shit, man. They love it. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I was just like, this yeah. is crazy. Man, you've been around, man. <laughs> well, not as much as I would like to, um, mm -hmm. but I, I have had opportunities to go. And when those opportunities came, I just jumped on them. Just jumped on them. Yeah, yeah, because it was like, how many times in my life am I going to have this opportunity um, as right. a man who never had much of nothing? Right. Just trying to figure out life and put these things right. together. How many times am I going to have this, this chance to go? So I said, if it goes bad, it goes bad. You know, I'm from Chicago. Like I, right. I figure it out. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So while I was there, just like, look, I'm, I'm gonna go over here and just enjoy myself and, and go from there. One of the places I haven't been though is, is uh, Africa. I got close, right there in Spain at the Rock of Gibraltar, but I, I didn't. We didn't yeah. take the tour over and everything or the boat. Yeah, my wife been there a couple of times, man. That's her thing. <laughs> Every time somebody tell me they went, man, I, I, I start getting jealous, bro. I never, I never went, but my wife shit, man, she she been to Morocco, all that stuff, man. So I mean, she shared me experience. I never, I never, I want to go. You know what I mean? Go, go, man. I think you should I, go. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna go eventually. I'm gonna go. You should go. You should go. So at at what point in in this do you end up having your 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 young son? But um, I was like, man, senior high school. <laughs> really? You had him yeah. that early? Yep. Damn it, Cliff, man. Man, yep. Yep. So, much. Uh, so crazy. okay, so you did the UK, and then mm -hmm. you come back over here to the CBA? Yeah, yep. Still here. But I had, with that one, it was from a lady by, from, um, from Minnesota, from, from Minnesota though, you know what I mean? Cause I had cousins and, and I got an uncle in Minnesota. So okay. I came here to, you know, deal with that. Well, I ain't gonna say it was a mistake, but you know, that happened. <laughs> yeah, it so, does, it does. Yeah, yeah, okay. no. Um, And then you got, so you got a degree in criminal justice. Mm -hmm. And then in what, education? Education, yeah. Okay. So yeah. at what point did you stop? Did you stop playing ball? When I felt like I was getting too old to chase that dream, man, you know, you, you know, you got guys. I ain't want to be that guy almost 30 talking about I'm trying to make it to the lead still and all that. You know, at some point I got to establish a career for myself. So I just, you know, I just went on with that. 
because I um when I did because I went I moved to my I, I think I, my first my first job ever was in a juvenile detention center in Miami, Florida, when I was out there for a little bit. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. And that's why I really then stopped hooping. I, I, I moved, then I moved from Florida, and I came up here, and I started working at hospitals and schools and stuff like that, man. Now, teaching and, you know, working in a psych ward part-time as a, I'm a counselor. So it's, you know, not a counselor counselor, but like, a, I don't know, a case manager. So, okay. yeah. With your degree in criminal justice, is there how many other opportunities are there for you? You can do you can do more, right? If you want to, I'm not saying nothing bad. I'm just saying you know. No, it's a, it's a not it's a lot. I was oh let me come back. I was in the police academy. Get out of here! I was in the police academy in Miami. I last a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cliff, what happened? Bro? I forgot. I last a week. <laughs> Man, listen, man, you gonna laugh, bro. I, I, hey, man, this this was a dark moment in my life. I was in Miami doing the most. I bet. I, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Miami is nice, bro. I'm talking about man. I'm talking about man. Listen, I last a week. I was in the cabin. I, I got. I got. I was. In, I was locked up in Miami for like seven months. Wow. Yeah, just you no know, fighting. Um. Hang with the wrong crew, crew and all that stuff, man. Doing the most. Then I got in some some type of my first big crime idea. They said something. I was. It's not. It wasn't extortion or something like that. But it was. I guess I was taking this dude money from him, man. You know what I mean? This dude. Yes, I mean you know you know. You know <laughs> I was taking it, but it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Okay. They try to put a robbery, but it was a, it was more like like give me this, you know what I mean? It wasn't. I don't know. I guess it was, man. But I beat I beat that. Then um, I went to court for I could I, I beat the case, but then uh, the, you know how they set you a plea bargain, right? Yeah. So the, the attorney was like, "Oh man, look, um, we're gonna give you three years, but by the time you get out, you be still twenty something." I said, "You do it." So the judge gave me three months contempt court. For contemporary, what you call it, through contempt. Yeah. Yeah. This is not no. So it's so the judge was talking. I try to sneak out the. I try to sneak out the courtroom. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they weren't paying. So I try to sneak out. Then the judge called me on my phone when I was on a train trying to get back to the airport to go to Chicago. Look, man, you got three months for contempt court. So we just you, you got seven months for for what you did. You know what I mean? So I I came out with no record. I just only thing I had was that. That that um that that little misdemeanor for contempt court. Yeah. So I did seven months for contempt court, man. Just for speaking so, out of time. Man, doing the most, man. Doing the most. I was in Miami with that Chicago mindset. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I think I think all of us do it because right. that's all we know, right? When, when you that's come from Chicago, the first thing to do is to defend and protect. Mm -hmm. Right, and because all you got is your, what, what uh, Scarface say. All I got is my ball. That's my, my word. That's my man face. <laughs> yes, I know that's. I know that's like your top, your number one. That's, that's my number one, yeah, one, so, one. So salute to him because I think he's trying to uh, recover and he needs like a kidney or something, right? Yeah, I read that. Yep, yeah, sucks, yeah. man. So, salute to him. Yeah. But um, I think you did it. I did it. I feel. I feel like until I was about. 24, 25, I didn't get it. Like, yo, don't nobody care about that shit. 
Right, right. That goon shit that you got in your don't nobody get no fuck about that, man. Right. Like you gotta live, bro. You need to figure this life shit out, you know. Don't nobody yep. care. But yep. I, I do know that shit'll get you in trouble. Trust me. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, man, that got me out the academy, man. I, I probably would've been a cop, which I mean I probably I mean I don't know how I would have been as a cop. Maybe I had a I don't know how I would have been as a cop, you know. <laughs> so what made you apply for the police academy? I needed a job, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> it was it's nothing I man, it was it was just it's nothing that I want all I wanted to be, you know what I mean? Because let's keep it honest, I wanted to be a basketball player. I didn't want to be nothing else. Just coming from the hood where I, that's all I know all I know. So I didn't want to be nothing else, but then I said, you know, I, I could be a police. I'd be one of those cool cops and all that stuff. But I'm thinking of it as a way, a crook, a crook way of it. Like, man, I'd be, I'd be robbing these drug dealers for their money. That's how I'm looking at it, if I'm honest. But that's... <laughs> so... But listen, listen to me, listen to so me. You was going to do the movie Training Day before man, it actually happened. Man, listen, listen, that's my movie. But <laughs> listen, that's how it was. And I'm, I'm thinking like that. How you think these other motherfucking cops are thinking going yeah. in there? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going in there as a survivor. Like, I'm going to do this. Nobody, they going in there on oh, some bullshit. Like, the ones you see that be killing people, they going in there. Because they was, they was nerds. They never got to sit at the cool table in high school, man. So now they, they tough. Yeah. So, they got a badge and a gun and they make them They tough. got a badge and a gun. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I was just going there for one thing. I was going to be cool with the guys, you know. But I think, I think, I'm just saying that, but I think I would have been a type of cop. That could relate to the guys in the hood, man. Like, Absolutely. look, man, you need, cause stop. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm not go. I'm a, I'm gonna talk to you before we go there. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not for It's, it's just, it's just that's how I would have been, man. I wouldn't I be think, like this so, now. So here's the thing about what you're saying, right? We don't have a lot of representation of us in a lot of key departments, right? Right. Whether it be right. The fire department, whether it be the police department, or as teachers in school, right? You don't see mm -hmm. a lot of black male figures. So had you done that, they would have been like, oh, that's that's a police officer Cliff. You know, he that yeah. dude. Like, just, you know what I'm saying? If he, if he see you and you out of line, you know, just fall back in line because he know what he's talking about. He done been through it. He's from Chicago. Mm -hmm. Us as, as black men, it's easier for people to relate because we have the supreme understanding of what, what these young boys are going through. Yeah. When you're yeah. asking these outsiders to come in and police our neighborhoods, you're asking a group of people who don't necessarily relate to us, who aren't familiar with us, to come into our neighborhood and and, and do justice or injustice, right? So mm -hmm. if, if a Caucasian police officer never been around me in my life, never been around no black people ever in life, and he's around this situation, situation he doesn't know how to de-escalate it or talk to people, his natural instinct is to be afraid or say that he's afraid and he's gonna pull a pistol or he's gonna say he was reaching for his yeah. taste and he's gonna shoot. Yeah. And it happens a lot. You know, since 2015, yeah. 2012, or whatever the statistics are, yeah. uh, over 900 to 1,000 people are shot every year. So the proper re representation should be to have uh, more black police officers, but not just more black police officers. The trainer actually needs to just be better. Because for a guy to walk into a neighborhood after six to eight months of training should not be allowed. What type of psychiatric uh, training did you have to deal with people? What type of emotional training do you have to deal with people? You know, 
Yeah, oh, me in general? No, no, no. I'm just saying in general uh, for like, like for the police officers who do get these jobs. Oh, like I, the police, man. Like I know the the week I lasted, you know what I mean. The, the test, you know, a couple two days of the test, and then they have training. Like they they try to read people, try to read you. You know, you I could you could I could, I'm trying to read you now. You could be thinking something totally different, but then you think I'm thinking you different. You thinking something else. Yeah. So you, they, they teach you how to read people and stuff like that. That, that don't work, man. You know what I mean? Like, and then that's why a lot of people get killed because you're trying to read them what you think they want to do and stuff like that, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, it's not, it's why you are there is not genuine and you really don't genuine. understand because you don't connect. Everything that you're there basing it off of, Cliff, if we being honest, is based on the shit that they seen on the news, uh, the music <laughs> yeah. and everything else. We wild, we aggressive and all this mm -hmm. stuff. And while some of it may be true, you never really been around nobody to understand what, uh, uh, what e when what happens when emotions are high because that's not what you do where you're from. When right. our emotions are high, we use our hands. You know what I mean? Our voices get very aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or we may we may just actually punch you in your face and knock your teeth out. But mm -hmm. it just depends on the violation to us that occurs. And a lot of those police officers that they're sending to, sending into these neighborhoods never experienced nothing like that. And never, it's sad yeah. because you know they're getting they're collecting pensions. They're getting days off, a week off with pay just for murdering people, you know, because that's yeah. how they consider, oh, it's just a murder. It's a, yeah. somebody, somebody black just got killed, whatever. Yeah, but then you do got some cool-ass cops, though, man. You know what I mean? Very true. You got we some, don't get a lot of those, though. You don't get a lot of them because, I, man, I, I know, I know, even some here, man, like, some, it's, some, it's some white cops here, you know what I'm saying? I know I play ball with every four up to 530 in the morning. They they're cool, you know what I'm saying? Like they we talking about the the shootings. Though. I mean the the shit with um what's that dude named down the street? Um George Floyd. George Floyd. The they their view on that was his view on that was it, it was it was different from the other guys. You know what I mean? He said what he would do. He said what he would have done. How he would have handled the situation. He said I would have handcuffed him and put him in the car. Mm. He said put him in here in handcuffs. Just put him in the car and leave, leave, leave it at that. You know what I mean? But you want to have him out. It's, it's a more. It's a power struggle. He talking crazy to you or whatever. Or, but he said you could tell it was some type of history with those two. Absolutely, because that's what it I was, thought it was. That's what I thought it was, it was. personal. He said because that that knee was personal. Because now you got, you got him in handcuffs. You got his knee on his neck. So you know. Yeah. So his view his view made me like realize like okay, well all cops don't think the same. You know. But then, like you said, the ones, you know, some do. You know, like Chicago police, they don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> remember when we used to have those tough-ass detectives here? <laughs> man, you, 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 from over, you from 87, so you from over east. Yes. It was a cop over there named Cowboy. You probably don't remember Cowboy, Cowboy. with the boots. He had the boots on, bro. He used to fuck people up, bro. Oh, <laughs> bro. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's the type of cop I want to be. <laughs> Cowboys would jump through windows, fam. Like jump through windows. Yes. Cowboys shoot like to the hallway. That's crazy. You remember that cowboy, yeah. man? Yeah. Because I love cowboy. His, what's what's the saying? His <laughs> reputation preceded him because before I had met him, they told me, "Yo, while we out doing this, that, and the third don't don't let him catch you with this shit. Because <laughs> he, he gonna fuck you up. 
<laughs> right. Yo. Gonna, I ain't gonna tell you what I did. Look, so <laughs> I got a story. I ain't gonna because I don't want nobody to go out here and do anything that I did. But right, right, right. I got searched one time, and it was on me. It was clearly on me. Right, they, right. They were patting me down, and I'm like, yo, if he find it, I'm about to get stumped out. Because he said he's like, yo, if I find it on you and you don't tell me. <laughs> you getting stumped out. He's like, you hear me? You hear me, young man? He's like, yo, you getting stumped out? Like, All right, man, whatever. And I, you know, I'm like, yo, I got this. I got these these, these joints on me, and I, you know, what I mean, I'm keeping them. Mm-hmm. He ain't, ain't finding though. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say what I did, but it was on me. It was on my person. You know what I'm saying? It was physically on me, but he ain't mm-hmm. catch me, and I was sweating so bad. He was like, yeah. why are you sweating so so bad? I was like, man, it's genetic. <laughs> genetic, you know. He's like, "What you mean is genetic?" I'm like, "Nigga, every time you see the police, you you start sweating. Like, what you expect?" He started laughing. I was like, "What you man? What you want me to do, man? I'm over here sweating. Like, you gonna whoop me anyway? You know?" Right. Like, yeah. I, I had a couple run-ins with a uh, cowboy, and he had he had he had said like, "Yo, don't." He's like, "You too smart, and you too yeah. good looking to really be out here." He's like, "I don't want to catch, you. Yep. catch you out here no more." And he's yeah, like, if I keep seeing it, I treat you the same way I treat everybody else. Man, Cow- Cowboy's good for the hood, though, man. Yeah. He wouldn't just take you in there. He wouldn't just take you there, man. He, you know, he'll fuck you up, yeah. but he ain't just gonna take you there. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. You remember Cowboy? He's gonna, he's gonna get whooped messing with Cowboy. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was automatic. <laughs> that was automatic. If you gave him any lip, you was getting whooped. If he put you over. Yes. yes. <laughs> if you put if he pulled you over and you had drugs or guns in the car, you was getting whooped. Mm-hmm. I remember he pulled some guys over while I was at the court one time. On eighty on seven. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, okay. You yeah, right there on the, CBS. On the yep. corner where the uh, basketball court is, Jesse Jones. So yep. he pulled them over, and we all watching them. He telling them, "Throw it out! Throw it out!" Throw it out. Bro, they had like, I don't know how many rocks they had, but he made them throw all of it out. He made all of them throw it out. And then he he he, he just he commenced to beating one dude ass. He was like, I told you next time I, I caught you. I told you what was gonna happen when I caught you, didn't I? Man, he just worked dude ass over, bro. I was like, who the fuck does that, bro? But he kept, he was, so he was, I guess you could call him the officer friendly. But he was also ordering chaos at that time. You understand? Yep. So to, yep. that, to me, that's how I see it now as a as a grown man. Like he was ordering chaos. Yeah, man. Believe it or not, like dudes. When I was in, this is when I was in O'Keefe too. Dudes used to come out there and play ball with. Not play. Like he he see the shorts. He come out there and shoot with us and all that man a little bit. He was so that's how I see him. I seen him as a an idiot. Not an idiot, but he he was now that I'm older, he was that dude, man. You know what I mean? He he looked out for you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But he he'd come play with the shorties, all that. But them guys, but I seen them whoop guy. I, I got smacked. My father got smacked from him before, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I seen. Yeah, he was, he wasn't he wasn't I can't say he was a punk, but I think uh-huh. he was he was brave. He was, he was super brave. brave, man. But um I know one time. I'm gonna call him my uncle. Had pulled up to come and get me. And he was like, well, I'm gonna take you to your uh to your event or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. And Cowboy saw us. And he told us to get out the car. And I was looking at Cowboy like, no, not today. No, I'm like, no, not this one. 
Like, no, like, cowboy, like, we going to a boxing event, not this guy. Leave him alone. <laughs> and he like, so my uncle's in a, in a, in a car, he like, yo, who is this? I'm like, he one of the local detectives, man. You know, he just, he kind of like crazy or whatever, like just let him do his thing. My uncle's like six foot four, 200 right, right. pounds, you know, like he don't, he don't care much about none of that shit. And I was like, I'm trying to hint to cowboy, cowboy so motherfucking like gone, he ready to go there. <laughs> so he's like, get out the fucking car right now. I'm like cowboy man, like we going. I'm like I got I got my gloves and everything. We going to the boxing gym. We we going to get out of here. Man, he told my uncle to get out. Immediately when my uncle when he told that to my uncle, he was like, "Man, fuck you." And that's when it, it just started. And my oh, uncle, your uncle told him that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my uncle he not from around '87. Okay, okay. He yeah, from around '87 at all. Like he from the low, he from the low end. Okay, yeah, he definitely with the different type of smoke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And I'll put it to you like this: he wanted all the smoke, and him and my uncle got into it. And at the uh, uh, cowboy realized he wasn't gonna get that when he was like, "All right, whatever." And he let him go. <laughs> let it go. Right. Let us go. Right. He let us go. I right. was like, I tried to tell your ass. You know what I mean? Like you. you this is different right here. This is ain't this ain't that regular shit. Like he'll fuck around and right. do some bodily harm or have people, you know what I mean? Come take care mm-hmm. of it. So uh Cowboy, I don't know whatever happened to him, but Man, facts, man. That's that's crazy. You brought back a childhood memory with that yeah. name, man. I got a couple of them. I got a couple of them. <laughs> that, guy, that guy was wild. That was that was a wild dude, man. Man. <laughs> Cause I was I you yeah. saw the boots and you was like, what? Right. <laughs> we call it. What? It was what it was though. So yeah. in the process you have a son. Mm-hmm. I got actually I got a daughter son two years old too. You know what okay. I'm saying? I have a two year old also. So, you know, forty years old with a two year old head, you know, old man with a baby. <laughs> That's okay, because it might happen to me, I ain't you know. It might you happen. Got you got kids now? Nope, not at all. Oh man, you winning, huh? <laughs> you winning. Man, listen, someone told me a long time ago the only way to have fun, you know, is to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you winning. It's at least no loose ends. So that's what man, I'm trying to do. I'm jealous of you. You I bet a lot of guys are jealous of you, man. You you got a girl, anything like that? Uh so moving on, um <laughs> 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 we can move on. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about these kids, man. <laughs> let's talk about these kids. Uh, so your oldest son is uh, projected to go into the draft, right? Yeah, second round. Yep. Talk about that. Talk about that. Man, you know he um, I, he just I seen like he I seen an improvement every year. Like in high school, I. It was the, the potential was always there, you know what I mean? It's just a, a fault of, of not listening. He went from just being athletic, just, you know, this kid just could jump and dunk and all that, to a kid that could hit, like, the mid-range, to a kid that could only just hit the mid-range shot, to a kid that could now could hit the mid-range and the three-point shot. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. All that play defense, 6'5". You ever seen the YouTube videos, Built Kid, yeah. I posted yeah. Um, he went out to um, Denver, Denver University. Yes. 
um, Division One school. Uh, Rodney Billups, Chauncey Billups was his coach. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he went out there first year. He um first two years it was up and down for him. He didn't didn't, didn't play that much. He started he started out starting, but then you know what I'm saying up and down. But then he got on the bench, still on the bench. The second sophomore year he did did decent, got better. Third year, his junior year, he did good. He averaged like 11 points a game. You know what I'm saying? Had every blue moon, he'll score like 20 and whatever. But his senior year, man, he, some click. And <laughs> yeah, I started seeing you posting more and more videos. And I, yeah. and I started looking at them. Because, you know, sometimes some people play the same, they'll post the same yeah. video over and over again. Yeah, yeah. The videos you would post would be different. It would be like 25 here. 27 yeah. here, but it wasn't just a 27 points. It would be like 11 rebounds. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, rebounds yeah. Four blocks. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Yeah, like he um, might be going. He had a um, he had a, a a monster game against the top team in their conference. That, that top defensive team score of um, he have 42 and 12, something like that. You know, so I guess one of the, one of the top defensive teams in the uh, country. Um. He did well. It's like after, he, after that game, man, he started scoring like 30, 30, 22, 18, and all that. And they woke scouts up, man. NBA scouts started calling for him. And, In a situation know, so. like that where he scores 42 points, do you think it just clicked for him and he was like, oh, I can do I can do more than what I'm doing? I think Did he say anything more, to you about it? No, I think it was more, man, how can I say it? Because I know I had that – I think it was like when you when you see you score that many points and you and you see the the, the shots going in your it was the confidence. Yeah, yeah. I think it's conf the game's been there. Now it's all about the confidence and the heart. Not saying he don't got no heart. Not saying because he totally got heart, but like I think the more of the confidence. Yeah. So he he kind of broke that boundary for him. Like oh, I can go a little bit further. I, I could do. I, I know I could. I got this. I'm be, I'm. I'm better. He always been the kid. He was better than he, what he thought he was. If that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect yeah. sense to me. Uh, I think a yeah. lot of times is that for any person who's doing anything, they right. need to be able to get over those boundaries and hurdles yeah. so that they can keep going. Right. right? Because for, for all, I think all of us, every human being in the world, there's that boundary that we give ourselves or that fear that we give ourselves that, well, I'm not going to go too far because we never been there. So we don't know mm -hmm. what it's like on the other side. But then when you break through the barrier and you realize there ain't nothing really there, and mm -hmm. that light goes on, it's like, okay, so what's next? And right, I feel like right. when you started posting more, I was like, yo, he about to have a, monsters, a, re a monster season if he keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every time I seen you post, he's like, yo, he got 42 this game. He had 28 this game. He had 20 this game. Different game. Assistant. <laughs> I was just like, yo. Yeah. He might be on his way. So wait. So while he was there at Denver, was he able to play with any of the pro the pro players? Um, like he Go worked to like out the tournaments where they would be. They went to the um, but they don't like they they the team wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Well, they played like they played UC. They played UCLA. He did good against UCLA. Okay. He had eighteen in the first half against UCLA. I don't know how much he ended up with. I know they played Gonzaga. They play those guys. They play like um, they, Western West Coast, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado State. They play those schools, stuff like that. So he played against some some legit competition, you know what I mean? And um, he should have got player of the year that conference, man. But by the record, they ain't give it to him. They gave him um, 
they gave him what you call it, um, all tournament, all conference team. Okay. Yeah, so he, he should have got he should have got player of the year that conference. So he got screwed on that because of the team record. But what was um, the record? they was like, man, from Ireland, they 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 won they, in conference. They was like three and like nineteen, oh, man. That's probably but yeah. but but look, the thing about all their games, all their games be like lose by five, lose by three, hmm. by, by one. It Those just, are the worst because it could have been like a free throw or something that you could have, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like you that. Know? He was the old. He was the only senior on that team. Everybody else was freshman. Oh wow! So it, you know, I mean, it was it was freshman or sophomore. He had another kid on that team. I don't I don't see him. Maybe I mean I I mean he he might be an NBA player or maybe or a top overseas player. He's pretty good. You know, what I mean, I I can see that from him. He was it was like him and my son just doing all the scoring. If they had no third. They had no third person that could score. So that hurt them a lot. You know what I mean? So, but. He, you know, he, he, he woke some scouts up. You know, he had a couple of interviews with the um, with the Timberwolves. I think like two interviews with the Timberwolves, and I posted that interview that the news with the news did the local news did a story on him. I think I posted on Facebook. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, it's it. yeah, it's it's on my page. Um, he, like he had about a couple of interviews with the Timberwolves. I know the the Clippers. He had an interview with them. Um, I know his agent said Boston interested in him. Okay. So, so he got you know they they interested. It's just all about like what's going to happen in November. Like what you going to do? Is you, is you go is you going to get drafted? If not, well you going to go across seas. You know what I mean? But as the agent think he get that second round. You know what I mean? But whatever you go, he gonna get paid for playing somewhere. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, he 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 reaching that level now where it's just right. like I'm 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 gonna be elite at at some point. Right. 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 Yeah. right. As a so explain it the the elation as a father like how do you how do you process that you know without going too crazy or telling him he need to do this and he need to do that because you know some fathers can be overbearing when they're too talking. much too much too much doing too much me man I look at it like this how how was somebody to do me let me let me have my way let me let me let me be me you know what I mean. I'm not, you know, because that's like me trying to quarterback his money or something like that. You know what I mean? That's that's called money. That's called um, that's called like pocket. Pocket you know watching. Pocket, pocket watching. No, let let him make make your own way. You're a grown man. Make your way. You know what I'm saying? You hung, you know, so he good kid. Hang around. You know, so I, I trust him. So I just let him do him. If that makes sense. But well, I'm gonna well, tell you. Go ahead. Go huh? ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna tell you where I see mistakes at, you know, but I, that's all I'm, I'm. I'm gonna tell you, but I'm not finna just. I'm gonna tell you where I see. I'm gonna give you advice. I'm gonna give you advice, a manly advice. That's it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it alone. But I'm a, you your own man now, you know. You like I had to get my career. You got to get yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, you ever know? try to work out with him? Um. Yeah, I do. I do. Like not, not, not lately. I haven't been because it, it, he, you know, he. He's on a different level of working out, man. Like I can't do nothing he do. Like nothing. <laughs> <way. laughs> like, like lifting weights. I don't. I mean, I you know I, I'm a runner. You know what I'm saying? I run, work out. I play with the older guys. Like today, um, he was gonna go play ball this morning, but then um, he was like, "Okay, no, my ankle hurt." You know what I mean? I was like, "No, we all go play because then you got some guys that know you. Then they be trying to do too much to hurt you." You know what I mean? So it's, it's more protecting them from that. If I may, if I make sense, okay. like I, I, I'd rather you not, not overdo it. Yeah, you know, 
I'm just more protecting your body. You know, I don't because you 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 hurt an ankle or something like that, and that you're not gonna have that career. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So it's more like protecting them, like as long as you're working out. Okay. So your involvement, so are you a school teacher now? You said third grade? Yeah, third grade, yeah. So tell me about that because again, I think I stated that earlier, we don't have a lot of representation of black men in schools. Um, at least for me, I know growing up, I didn't see a lot of uh, teachers in elementary school. It was more in high school, but it wasn't in elementary yeah. school. I think, man, I think black men, it's a big part of education, man, for kids early, man. You know what I mean? They need to see that because all we, all I seen, like you said, in high school, all I seen is eighth grade was white people teaching us about black history and shit like that. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, 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 and then we know where these kids come from, man. You know, we know how it is. You know how some, you know, we, it's just, it's, it's needed, man. A black man in education, man, it's, you always will have a job, man. Especially yeah. if you can't. You know what I mean? So yeah, I was I just... talking to a, a principal friend of mine, um, and she's one of the people who got me into, or convinced me, <clears throat> excuse me, to start doing substitute teaching at one point. Okay, that's, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want to do it, but <laughs> she was like, you would be great at it because you will be able to teach the kids the curriculum but she said, because of your wealth of knowledge and, and the experience that you have as a man, you'll be able to impart those things with them. And not only will they want to learn, but they'll want to learn what you're talking about. Right. So I was convinced, right? I go, I treat, I, I teach like fourth grade and fifth grade. And right. come to find right. out, she wasn't, she wasn't lying. Like they, mm -hmm. they, they took to me rather quickly because I opened them and I didn't come to them in a manner of, I'm a teacher, and this is what I say, and what I say goes. I came right. to them in a manner of, I'm just like, y'all, this is where I grew up at. I, I came from hard times, too, um, but I came here to teach you all, and while I'm here, we're going to try to do this and make the best of it. Right. And I would give them the school curriculum that they were, I was told to give them, but then I would give them like the information I got from all these books back here and ask them different questions about right. their history and what do they know. Mm-hmm. And I think for me growing up, cause I didn't have, uh, I didn't have a lot of black male teachers to do that. I did when I was down South for the two years I was with my dad, but. Okay. Mr. Brand, Mr. Carpenter, uh, Mr. Clark, a few of those guys. But when I came back to Chicago, man, all the teachers were white, bro. Well, yeah. I can't say they were all white, but they were, they were either white or they were black women. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. There's a lot of black women teaching. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's weird when I see that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> to me, it's weird, bro, because it's like we're putting women in a situation where they're babysitting, like they're babysitting yeah. kids more and more. Yeah. And they don't have, mm -hmm. I, and then not to say nothing about women not being authoritative, but they shouldn't have to go out their way to be authoritative all the time. Like they should be yeah. able to come to a classroom and teach. But you got so many wild ass kids out here nowadays that these kids, these teachers, I should say the teachers are more of a babysitters than the actual educators. Kid. These are different type of kids, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. These are different type of kids. It's scary. Are they though, man? I just are we saying that because we're older now, or is it are they really different? I yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Man, these man, the way these kids, the way these kids talk. 
to their parents and the way they talk to teachers, man. We couldn't do that as kids, man. Nah. But you, nah that's you, very you, true. That's very you see, if you see that stuff on, they be posted on Facebook, man. The most toxic website ever. <laughs> you see that stuff they be posting, like kids walk up to their teacher, bitch, telling our bitch, I kick your ass, and you know what I'm saying, fight their teachers and all that stuff, man. Come on, we didn't do that, man. We didn't do that. The most we, the, the most we give our teacher the attitude is like, man, shut up, talk to me. And then the kids that did that was special ed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now, I'm, I'm right though. You, you, the kids yeah. that back in the day that talk crazy to the teachers like that was the special ed kids. Yeah. No, no disrespect to special ed kids because some of them really smart. Yeah. But, but now these kids, man, the way they be talking to teachers, man, adults in general, man. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah you may have something there. I, I know I've um, I heard one kid call a teacher a bitch. Yeah, I slap you. And I was like, shit. If that teacher in this day and age were to tell my mom over a phone text that I said I was gonna slap her and I called her a bitch, right? My mama would be up there faster than Superman, bro. Man, man. In the ass whooping that would come after that would be one to remember. Like I get laughed out of school every day. Man. I <laughs> If I would have talked back to a dog, my mom would have smacked me, man. Yeah. Talk back. Yeah. And, but but, but yeah. see, maybe that's the thing. Back in the era that we came from, disciplining kids was something that, you know, you right. could do. Now you can't really now you can't really discipline the kids anymore. Right, 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 so, right. Uh, I, we come from that era where, like I told somebody recently, my mom would beat me with a dish rag. <laughs> you know those the, the hangers with the with the yeah. soft thing that would bend up. She would take that off there, fold the hanger <laughs> up. She would whip me with that. Um, yeah. She would beat me with anything, bro. Like anything she could get her hands on. Like growing up, when we had the space heaters. She would beat me with the space heater, bro. Like man, that's how my mom was. Man, she had the, my mom had a plant a plastic orange belt. I mean that. Remember them bats we used to play with as kids? The wiffle bat. Yeah, she used to hit me with those. Yeah, and it would hurt. It would hurt. Yep. Because my yep. mama knew how to do it. She realized that it ain't the plastic tubing. It's the hard edge at the top or at the bottom on the handle that hurt when you hit a motherfucker. She can knock your yep. ass out the head and you learn your lesson from it. But yep. nowadays because, and I'm not to say that violence and beating up kids is a way to do anything, but yeah. Um, the level of discipline is so different now that a lot of these kids don't, they don't understand what discipline is and they don't understand or they don't, yeah, they don't understand what the reciprocations are for doing the wrong thing. Like, there's no yeah. punishment that they can actually receive. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know how many kids actually get their phone, take away from them, uh, their laptop. I don't know. I don't know the rules of it now because I don't have kids, but. I know my kids would probably be living in a dark, maybe like stone age <laughs> kids, bro. Like you, you hey. know what? Hey man, you know what? I think I gotta be honest on that. As far when it comes to discipline, my own kid, I'm not good at it. My mm. two year old, my two year old, his mom is like she's more of a discipline. I'm kind of like man, whatever, stop. You know what I mean? I get more irritated about him than anything. You know what I mean? Like man, stop thinking. I I talk to him like he's older, but he's really two. You know what I mean? Like man, stop. You're doing too much and stuff like that instead of. Taking stuff from them all that it's more like stop or laughing at them or you know stuff like that. I'm not so I'm I'm not the best disciplinary, but I'm 
I don't want him to be like those kids I work with. So I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get tough on him eventually. Yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. You, know? <laughs> you don't want him to feel like he can keep with uh, yeah. with uh, Charlie Murphy say Rick James is a habitual line stepper. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You want to be a habitual line yeah. stepper, bro. You know what I'm yep. saying? You got the nip yep. in the butt. Yep. Thanks. So, uh, I remember the, the group of you guys used to hang out would be you, Scoop, Hub, and Dave, right? Mm -hmm. Are you yeah. guys still cool now? Um, And Lawrence, and Lawrence. Me and Lawrence, yeah, we, you know, we all solid, man. Um, I think the, out of all those guys, I talk to Lawrence the most. Lawrence, I think um, I talked to you know me and Dave. We was best friends for all of them, you know. We could come with O'Keefe, but like after we, me and Dave kind of like really stopped hanging with each other after, after you know college. You know, we we cordial, we had talked. You know, say so every blue moon he'll call me or I call him or I comment on something. He'll comment on something, but it's not like me and Lawrence talk at least twice a week, twice okay. or whatever. You know what I mean? And I I talked to her, man. I ain't talked. Well, I talked to her maybe like two weeks ago. We talked because he, he's selling clothes now. You know, he's on that selling stuff, okay. selling clothes. Okay. So I talked to I talked to her. Um, Scooby, every blue moon. Okay. Every blue moon. Okay. But me and Lawrence probably talk the most on a constant basis. You know what I mean? Okay. But we all I, I mean, we all make sure each other good though, man. You know, they all everybody doing good. Okay. Everybody well, doing from good. From your experience in the uh, educational system. What would you like to see added to it or changed? I think I think we need to add more of um like this like we need to teach these kids like life skills. Okay. How to um how to credit, how to function your credit. That's something I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like what is credit? What's important with your credit? How to write a check. You know what I mean? How to um how to um what you call it like organ like how can I say it? how could how to how to manage your money little yeah. stuff like that man like I think that stuff need to be involved in the school we need a class for that man yeah you know you know I think we need a class like how to this this might be a little weird how to deal with the police <laughs> you know we're getting pulled over you Do know you think there should be a better uh, history class involved as well yeah it's because uh, we got white people we got white people teaching history. <laughs> and, and then not only just teaching history, but it's, I don't know, I can't say it's their fault, but the ones who are creating the educational system are glossing over the things that we've actually contributed to mm -hmm. the world over the last 400,000 years or more yeah. or less. So our contributions are being, are being discredited or, or, or diluted by saying that, you know, all these white people did all these, all these, Caucasians did all this great stuff and they're diluting the fact that there wouldn't be an internet if it wasn't for a black person. You wouldn't have a washer right. or dryer without or a black person. Or a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your stoplight. You know, your yep. blood transfusion and your heart yeah. transplant. Like a lot yeah. of this stuff is being eliminated um, and they're not learning about it because nobody give a fuck. You know what I mean? Nobody they're, care. They're, they're whatever. The thing about it that I found out, what was it? 2010, I think. Maybe earlier, I was um, sitting with a young lady. She was a teacher in Texas. She showed me the school, the school book. And in the school book, bro, they had that 
black people were immigrants who came to America to help build the country. And I was like, what? She said, "These are this is what's in the books. What do I do? I said, you should probably show that and post it to everybody in the world so they can see that. Yeah, yeah. Because there is no way that that's what happened. Like people were kidnapped, abducted, and everything in the world bad happened to them to come over here. Yeah. Like, no one asked to be brought over here. So facts. I'm only saying that because the curriculum, like they keep changing the curriculum and a lot of people don't understand it. So when you see things like that, you should, what they say nowadays, if you see something, say something. Those right, kind of things, right. Especially when it comes to education, it should be done. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what do you think about uh, uh, basketball right now? The state, of, I, I, I mean, as far as what, like the in general? Yeah, like just just the way the game is. Outside of COVID, like if you go back the last six or seven years, do you think that the progression is great for the game or? It's about COVID? No, I think. Just uh, basketball, just NBA. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going I'm I'm to I'm say more. I think. It's, I think it's good, man. I think I think this kid, the younger get. I think now from for me playing and then to the now, I think these kids are much more. They they they're better than we are. They're more athletic than we are. These kids are more athletic. No heart, not 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 the heart. We have more heart. You know what I'm saying? These they they play buddy ball. These kids do, but they boy they're definitely more talented and more athletic than we was. You know what yeah. I mean? But I think there's a, the lack of heart. You know what I mean? These kids they, they ain't never go through shit. So. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There I know. think that's a part yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Your body kind of, your body kind of tells on you on your struggle, right? It kind of says right. what type of person you are. And mm -hmm. when you're watching them, you can kind of tell, like, oh, well, he ain't never been through nothing. If, if something like right. that so simple could knock him off his square, and he won't yep. get up and go play. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think that I, I go with that the bravery, the heart is is not that right. mental fortitude that it takes to just push through certain things. I don't think I don't think it's there, but. They have gotten a lot better athletically. Uh, athletically, Steph yeah. Curry shooting from 35, 40 feet. Man. We're seeing, was it seven foot one or seven feet, I should say? Durant, Kevin Durant dribbling a ball like that. We didn't see that back in the Man, if you were six five dribbling back there in Chicago, you was the man. Yeah. And he yeah, probably should have been playing center. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if you were 6'5 in Chicago had handles, you was. Oh, big man got handles, but really, you just a point guard in the NBA. Yeah, that's all it was. They had, you got, right. Get in the basket. Get in the basket right. to rebound. Yup. Yeah, yep. yeah, it was all crazy. It was all crazy. I used to wonder why that, why, what, who made that rule that you had to be six foot five and playing center, man? I don't know. I think they go by the height. You know what I mean? They, they, somebody, sometimes you, they always don't think like, if you're short, you got to play point guard. Yeah. yeah. It always been like that, but sometimes, your your short people can be the strongest, the, your stronger rebounder. You know yeah. <laughs> how they box out and all that, but you know, man, it's just it's weird. <laughs> okay. It's weird. So, do you plan on doing any more traveling soon after after this whole COVID crazy situation goes away? Uh, you mean within like the country or this uh, out out of the country, man? Oh, you said <laughs> yeah, man. I'm um I want to go to um. Barcelona, Spain, man. I want to go to Barcelona. I don't know why, just something I always wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Barcelona, and I was I was want to see because it's very 
it's really it's pretty there from what I heard. You know what I mean? It is. And from what the pictures I've seen. It's expensive so, too, man. Save your coin. Oh, it is. Yeah, and I, you know what, man? As as crazy as it is, man, I think everybody, I think hood cats even go. I've never been to Jamaica. Okay. Okay. I won't go to Jamaica. I won't experience that. I never. I, I never. Well, I've been to Puerto Rico. Well, Puerto Rico is United States, but I mean, I was I was about to say Puerto Rico, but um, I've been there. But like, I, I won't go to Jamaica because I never experienced that. But I heard it's fun. You know what I mean? So, at some point, you know. And I want to, when I, when I go to Africa, I want to go to the safaris. Like, yeah. see the, the, the jungles and stuff like that. I want to see all that. All so that. I want to experience yeah. all that. All right. that. I want to get all that. <laughs> right, I, I right. haven't been. And right. uh, someone, a friend of mine, got on me about that. She was like, you keep going right. to all these other countries. Why don't you go to a country where they look like you? Right, right, and I was right. Like, you got me. You got me. You know what I mean? This is what I'm hearing all the time about going over there, going over there. Like I don't hear about people saying going to Africa too too many times. You know yes. what I mean? So, so you, are you are you a traveler, huh? You go. See, I now they come to like United States. I'm I am a driver. I I I drive. You know what I mean? I go. Yeah. <laughs> but now, so I, what happened was at specific times in life, uh, with certain people that was around me at the time. Mm-hmm. They would they would speak on it. They say this is what we're gonna do. So I would get in on it, and they say, okay, well this is what we're trying to do. This is this is when we're gonna go. So early on in my twenties, this those were places that I just desired to go. I haven't been in a in a while, but those were places I just desired to go. Right, right. They were going, and I wanted to see what that was like, you know. Or the young lady mm-hmm. I was dating at the time, her family would take trips like that, you know. That they oh they nice. Had, they came from a better situation. They stayed out there in Beverly. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> yeah, beautiful woman and everything. like. But anyway, uh, they, that's what they do. Like, they take trips like that. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. Um, she got me into that, you know, and I told her I wanted to go to Africa, but that was something she had never done. And then we said we would work on doing it, but uh, things changed. So right. we didn't really get a chance to go. Um is there another place that you would want to live besides where you are now? Man, um, I would like, man, I like to move to Texas. I like Texas. to live in Texas. Texas. My sister just moved to Dallas, Texas. She did from Chicago. She loved it, man. Okay. And, and you know, a lot of Chicago people go to Texas. I don't know why. What's, what's the connection? It's like a lot of Chicago people come to Minnesota. <laughs> I think any, I, I think for us anywhere but here that has peace and we can yeah. let the fuck alone, that's where we'll go. But yeah, I, I, I say like that, Texas, I like Cali, I like to live like San Diego, California, something like that. So with the, with the only two spots, I stayed in Seattle before I did that. So that's not the, it's beautiful out there, but it's like you said, it's depressing with, with the weather and yeah, the gloominess and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you know that's. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy now though. I'm in Minnesota, man. I just bought a house, so it's 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 cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. If I if I were able to give you seven billion dollars, what would you do with it? Damn. Billion, not million, billion. What I would do with it, um, man, I. I make, man, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> spend it. No, let's play. I, um, 
<laughs> you ain't gonna run out, bro, unless you buy some I, of the dumbest shit in the world, man. I know. Um, I try to make black people lives better, man. Like more resources. I give us more resources. Okay. Like we did. Like, I, 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 I built more like more mental health facilities and shit like that. Cause we struggle with that, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I built more like yeah. So I, 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 I do that, man. I would. And, I, and this, but this might be this be this kind of stupid to say. I will put some money in the police force. Okay. So they could so they could get better train. Ooh, hold on. You alright? You hear me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I put I put some money in the police force so they could get better training so they could know how to deal with situations, man, better without trying to shoot somebody. Okay. You so, know. Uh, this is something me and my cousin uh, talk about often. And we say it often that black people need to go see a psychiatrist, but I told him all, everybody around the world needs to see one. Do you agree with mm -hmm. that? My wife's a therapist. She said the same thing. Okay. Do, do, do all, man, believe it or not, I've seen, I think so, man, but I think, uh, I think therapists, I mean, psychiatrists, they, they're the most craziest motherfuckers ever, man. Now, I'm not, I'm, cause, and, I, and I tell you why. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they got shit they got to deal with. Yeah, know? they do. They, they they got a life too. You know what I yeah. mean? They, got, they, they struggle with shit. So I, I figure, like, how can somebody that struggle with their own shit help somebody else with their shit? If I'm honest. Yeah. But, I, so I don't see, I don't know, man. I'm kind of. I don't know, man. I kind of, I'm kind of, it's kind of weird with me on that's kind of tough. The thing, so the reason why I believe people should, and maybe, maybe it's not see a psychiatrist, but you know, right. I think we all need somebody to really just talk to that that's not going to tell our business to the whole world. Um, that's, I, I say I think, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's missing because a lot of us are holding on to things that we're struggling with and that we're dealing with. A lot of us have bottled up anger. Uh, some of us are, are dealing with emotions that are sad that may lead to depression and things like that and because we don't have people to talk to a lot of times we internalize those things and we have misplaced anger or we suffer from depression or uh, we become mentally ill to the point where people can't help us yeah and me and my cousin uh ryan while we were speaking about it you know we, we were talking about all the different things that have happened to him and, and i said man that's that's crazy that you went through that and i was like you know, growing up in Chicago is it has its different elements as well because you can easily get caught up in the streets or involved in something that you don't really want to be a part of. But right. it just happens because one minute you're you, you think that you're just hanging out with somebody and the next thing you know that somebody done committed a crime and robbed somebody done, they done done something crazy and right. told them along the way you end up seeing things like people get shot in front of you, people get killed in front of you. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? And these things kind of uh, form the reality that you have. And I say right. because of that, it desensitizes you. So I, I do think mm -hmm. that people, you know, who, who come up in those type of elements, they should yeah. see the psychiatrist or have someone yeah. to talk to. Yeah, I, and, and now that you said like that, yeah, I think so. I think the way you put it, I think um, I think you're right, people, we, we do, like, somebody do need somebody to talk to, man. But it ain't got to be, a, it ain't got to be just a psychiatrist, though. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, people do need people. I, I think, um, 
I think like with me, man, like what I, I struggle with, what I, what I used to struggle with was anger. Yeah. I with ang- anger the most, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm going to tell you what happened to me the other day. My wife is like, I, she was she probably gone, but I'm going to tell you. I told her I was going to tell you. So I work at this mental hospital, right, for kids. So it was this man, white man in there, 70, like 75 years old. And his daughter was in there. So me and his daughter had a disagreement because I was like telling her she couldn't do something. You know that white man smacked the shit out of me, man? He, and I didn't, he smacked me. The white man, he's 75, 70 some years old. I did, you know what? I did the, I did the most. I was proud of myself. I didn't do that back to him. I just, I just kind of like pushed him off of me. The only reason I didn't do that back, I said, I would feel like shit if I beat this old man up. That was no win in that, bro. <laughs> no win. But, but, but listen. When I got home, I said I let this motherfucker smack me. You know what I mean? I was mad about it. I said I just maybe I should have pushed him, but. I said, I let this old white man, and he had a Trump sticker in his car. Not saying nothing to him. You gotta go back to work and get him. You gotta go back to work and get him. That's what I was telling her. She said, she said you did best, but I, I was like, I was telling my mom. She said, Oh, you don't let no motherfucker smack you. You know what I mean? You gotta go but, back to work and get him the next day. Worry about him. It was a visitor because we had this guy that would get his way, and I'm like, damn. Um, this motherfucker smacked me and I ain't do nothing about it. I'm, uh, it I, I was more embarrassed than anything because it was a black younger person. I was been on their ass, if I'm yeah. honest. Yeah, facts. Or a younger white person. Right, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, this, if it was a black person, I probably would have jumped up like this, but I let this old white man smack me and I ain't do nothing about it. Like, It, it ain't a win, bro. What's the win? It wasn't a win because if I, if I fuck him up, I'm going to jail. That's it. That's <laughs> and it. I'm gonna feel and I'm gonna feel bad about myself. Yeah, yeah. But he smacked me though. You know what I mean? Like I I literally didn't do nothing. I was like, I, now I go to work. I'm embarrassed because this motherfucker smacked me. The kids laugh. Like ah, you didn't do that with so and so. Dad smacks your ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I, I get that, but at the same time, right. seventy some years old. Seventy some years old. You hit that punch, come all the way from six seven, and, and come punching <laughs> out of there. Right. You kill him. Right, yeah. Kill him. I said, yeah. But now you're man walking around looking at me all crazy. I'm like, oh shit, man. Like uh, you gotta skip that. Uh, you gotta say something. You gotta take one for for you. Just let it go, man. Yeah, I I, 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 I at least told him that you that you got you got one. Yeah. You can't do that no more, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You don't wear out your it. privilege. That's it. Yeah, nah, next time I'm gonna push, I'm gonna push your old ass. Yeah, I'm gonna trip your ass down these stairs. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm gonna trip you down these stairs, motherfucker. Try that shit again. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So okay, let's go back. Your musical influences, because I know you a Scarface fan. Man. All right. So when did you get introduced to hip hop? Man, uh sixth grade. Okay. Yeah, it, it started with um started with NWA, man. You know, yeah. Q, 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 and then it went from Q to I first heard face, and it was it was it was more face that 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 voice. You know, he got that voice, man. Yeah. And then I started getting into lyrics and that shit. Face, we talking about, mate. He talked like he from the crib. Yeah, he talked like he from Chicago. You know what I mean? I be rapping this shit, and this like you know, Scarface. I've always been a pop fan, but I, I'm face is my dude, man. Yeah, 
That's my dude. Him and face got like an eerie voice, man. Isn't that's it? what I'm telling that voice, yeah, man. It's, it's like he done seen too much shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. It's like, yo, I, I got a lot of stuff that I got going on over here. And I'm trying man. to put it in these rhymes. And the, way, the rhyme pattern that he time he has sometimes when he does it is is different from anybody else, you know. And you know what? Um and I was I was I was I, you know he got a book out, right? A book. I didn't the, know that. Um, mad, mad, mad. So I, my wife brought me that book a couple of years ago. So I read that book, and it's crazy. We was talking about depression. He struggled with that, and, it, and you can see that his lyrics. Yeah. With the press, he struggled yeah. with depression and cut his wrists was in mental institution and all that shit. Yeah. I said, now it makes sense why he got that dark music, them dark yeah. lyrics like that. You know what yeah. I mean? So I said, it makes sense. It but yeah, makes face because he had that one album. It starts off, I think, he, him being born. Yeah, uh, that's my shit. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll just listen like to the, that the, one, yeah. The, the, the doctor will see you now. Yeah. He's like, you sure that motherfucker said Yeah, but it wasn't um, his name or something like that. Yeah. He's supposed to go see a psychiatrist. They got that beat. Don't, 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 don't. That's, that's the hardest yeah. song on there, man. Oh, that's the one. That shit come on hard as hell. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, that shit. I swear I'm so all alone. That's the shit, man. That's, that's my dude, man. Like, I fuck with face hard, man. I um, I like the young guy. Well, not young guy. J Cole, man. I like him. Yeah, yeah J Cole's nice. I like. I like J Cole, and I like um, this dude named her Averb. Yeah, uh, from St. Louis. Yeah, he, he a battle rapper, but he he made music too. Yeah, from St. Louis. Man, Cole. Yeah, Cole. Sick with it, man. Lyrically. Okay. Sick. Okay. I know him from the battle rap. I know him from battle. Okay, rap. Okay, man. See, I know him from battle rap too, but I mess with him on a, on a, on a, um on the music level too. Okay, so the music is good. Man, it's, it, hey, I, dude, listen, download this stuff, man. You gonna be like, wow. I check him out. I check him out. He, dude is dude. Dude is a better rapper than he is battle rapper, man. He's. A, <laughs> you don't like the battle rapper? Are right? you don't like the battle rap? Oh, come um, on, man. He, you know, like no battle rap. He cold battle rapping, man. He nice on battle rap. Uh, it's just like some of it is like I think it's far fetched. You know, I, I don't know. It's just me because <laughs> I'm a lyricist. So like, if you go back and listen, you're like, okay, I understand what he's saying. But um, right. Yeah, yeah, all right. Are you, so you like more than the Lux and Luke and all them, huh? <laughs> no, no. Uh, if so, I like uh, Av. Hey, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like uh I like rum nitty. You punch it, punch it, punch line king. Okay. Bars. <laughs> yeah. I like I like Tay Rock. Yeah, Gumbar King. <laughs> Let me see. Who else I like? Chess is nice when he on his shit. Oh, yeah. Um what's the what's the tall, the big dude name? You like Shook? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Shook is okay. What's the other New uh, New Jersey twerk? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, twerk. Twerk, nice. That's your top five, those. No, that ain't my top five. I'm just naming. Okay, them. I'm okay. Naming, I'm just naming the guys that I listen uh, to. I'm just naming see, the Verb. guys I listen to. Like as far yeah, as battle rap goes. Yeah, I like I like Verb. I like um, I like Briz Rothstein. I like Ooh, he, yes. Man, he, he, <laughs> yes. Yes. I like I like Briz. I like JC. He, he got some. He got some bars too, man. Yeah. He got some yeah. bars too. And I like the saga. <laughs> and I like B dot. B dot. 
Sog is a Christian rapper, right? Yeah, he cold, man. And, and this dude named B Dot. And I like that young boy Geechee. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh. Geechee is tough. Yeah, I like tough. him. I fuck with Geechee, man. <laughs> I fuck with Geechee. When he uh, did that, when they did that battle rap and they were in the South, and he yeah. said something about he said, of course they can understand Geechee. I threw the remote at the TV. I ran out the house. I was like, yo, he nice, yo. He nice. Yeah, Gucci cold, bro. Yeah, nice. And then when he battled Surf, and he started acting like he was choking, he's like, nah, that's something Surf can do. <laughs> so, I was like, no. Hey, even Surf was, the Surf was kind of like laughing a little yeah, bit about yeah, like, he's he's like, choking. Okay, okay, he got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, that was a good battle, though. That was a good battle. Yeah, I like Ver. I like what Ver got at Lux, man. Ver just be talking to me, man. I just like how he be rapping. I gotta go back because I don't be feeling it. I'm like, man, you know. See, yeah, and, and, and that's what it is. That's what, so a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people don't like, him. but he's just, it's just the way he's his the way he just rap, man. You know, but he's just dude smooth, man. <laughs> so for me, from doing music for so long, some of that stuff becomes predictable, and, and when I'm hearing it, you got more knowledge on that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. if I start predicting that, I go, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then, like, for me right now, because I'm in the mode of doing this, the podcast interviews, and I'm still doing music, and I got some stuff coming out, like, okay. I, I can't hear anything. I tell people all the time, I can't hear music right now. Like, this is the worst Who, time ever. Who's your who's your musical influence? Say what? Who's, who do you like music, rap-wise, like, uh, grew up on? As far as music, who I grew up on? I can was, see Common. Common for you. I can see Common. Nah, <laughs> yeah, you just doing that because the ball here in the beard. Man. I, I, I ain't trying to hear that shit. <laughs> ain't to hear that shit. No, it was Scarface. Yep. It was Outkast. Okay. It was 8-Ball and MJG. Definitely. MJG, 8-Ball. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. So it, was, it was UGK. It was Goody Mob. Did I say Razzcast already? Yeah, no, you didn't say Razzcast. Razzcast was a big influence. Then it was Jay Z, and uh, it's fun. And okay, it's fun. Coogee rap, Coogee rap. Oh, oh, that's 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 Scarface before Scarface. Hey, that's it's <laughs> it's I'm funny not. you said. I take you as more of an East Coast East Coast guy. Who me? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you like, know what? I I start out. My first influence was West Coast. It was uh. The first, my first taste was the Chronic album, and no, okay. no, the, the the Dog Pound album. But I was already listening to do, uh, Doggy Style, and then I bought, okay. bought the dog. I bought the Dog Pound album on a bootleg from a dude. <laughs> Boom! But my sister had yeah. uh, Doggy Style, Snoop's first album. And okay, I was hooked. I was hooked ever since that because the West Coast music was more of the Chicago feel. We was going through that shit like. They were gang banging. It was a different type of gang banging, but it was similar to the shit that was. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, I always compare Chicago as like to Memphis." Really? They, yeah, like a ball. Like you don't you don't see it like a little bit. I like 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 I compare Chicago like down south, man. Like as far as the most not that booty bounce and shit, but the more lyrical down south vibe. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Yeah, and the beats too. The beats were similar right. to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. East Coast and West West Coast is kind of they like you said they game bang or they they the way they rap they, they that's the West Coast. Yeah, but their culture <laughs> was similar to the shit that we were going through. Yeah, their culture is yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Yeah, so I, I, I related to that more. And then by the time 96 came, that's when I started uh, listening to Jay-Z. Um, yeah, but before that's that was cool G rap, and it was then it was Jay Z, and then I started listening more to the East Coast rap. But before that, bro, it was West Coast. It was yeah, West Coast, man. and it was uh, UGK and all that. Yeah, I, I didn't get hooked on Jay Z until like '98. Really? Yeah, I wasn't. I just I couldn't stand dude's voice, man. Uh, who put me on to Jay Z? I think it was Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher, what's up? With, yeah, Derek Fisher. <laughs> I haven't talked I to him in a long time, bro. Okay, he, okay. He was like, check this out. Mm -hmm. he, was, he always been into music, though. Derek, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was big on it, very, very big on music. Mm -hmm. But I think I was listening to AT Aliens or some shit. I, I think I was listening to some early Outcasts or something like that. And he was like, all right, when you get a chance, listen to this. And he gave me his CD. He's like, I don't usually give my, you know how it was back then. You don't give your CDs away. So he yeah, gave me the CD and he was like, I'll see you at in history class. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he gave me that. And I was like, who the fuck is this, bro? Andre, three stacks. <laughs> no, no, he had gave he had gave me that uh volume one, Jay-Z volume one. Oh, Jigga, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was hard. Yeah, I, I when I when I first got on Jay-Z in ninety-eight, I had to go back. I, my boy says, in order to say Jay Z, you gotta go back. I got, I had to go back because Jay Z's lyrical, yeah. man. He's he's very lyrical. Yeah. He, he, like, he, like, he, he, he like one of the guys was telling me, he said Jay Z was already um, a grown man when he started doing that stuff. You talking mm -hmm. about a grown man who had hustled, who had been through some stuff. So yep. his first two albums were on a level that a lot of these guys couldn't really compete with because he was already uh, advanced. And I, I, when I, you think about it, you go, yo, that, that is true. That dude was like 27 when Reasonable Doubt came out. Yeah, yeah. So after after mm -hmm. after that, I had to go back because I he, I think he played Life and Life was it Lifetimes or Life and In My Lifetime. Yeah, In My Lifetime, Volume One. Yeah. Um, I hear that. I go get that because Fisher had it. Then I yeah. go, I D Fish. I'm gonna go get Reasonable Doubt. I go grab Reasonable Doubt. Then I'm vibing to that. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker different, bro. Yeah, he is. Jay-Z talk. And, and what I like about Jay-Z, man, he don't be on that your son shit like them East Coast niggas be, man. No, Although I love Nas. Yeah, he be rap. Like, Nas is my man, too. But Nas, you can tell Nas is East Coast. East Coast niggas is boring me, man, when they rap besides Kiss, Jada, and Styles, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just, I was never... It's just something about the East Coast rappers, man. I was never into that. Man. It, I don't like how they... The ones that stood out though, they had, they like, they were talking, like they were actually talking to you. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm -hmm. like when you listen to Jay-Z, it wasn't a bunch of rhetoric. That dude was talking right. about hustling. He was talking about living life, the experiences that he had. When I listened to uh, Pharaoh Munch was just real lyrical, right? He was a, just mm -hmm. like a real lyrical cat. So um, I, I, I respected that. When I listened to Cool G rap, it was it was rap. He was lyrical, but you could tell he was giving you like a street poet's point of view. So I definitely appreciate it. Straight from the hood, yeah, 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 man. Like Chicago, man. We Chicago got some good artists, man. Chicago got some good artists. The only thing, in my opinion, where Chicago music failed was that the radio really didn't play the local artists like they should. They don't. They don't. So, man, I, I'm going to say this. Chicago, like, my, I'm not saying 
all of Chicago, but Chicago be on New York so hard, so so on their dick so bad. Though. You know what I mean? They always that you got niggas like Common. They run East Coast. All all our rappers run to the East Coast, man. You know what I mean? I'll say this from what I know. That's only because the Chicago platform doesn't give like the best voice to artists. Okay, that makes sense. That's the only yeah. reason I'm a. That's the only way. That's that's my only rebuttal to that. Yeah, and I can say that because when you go to the East Coast, down south, or to the West Coast, they promote at least in the '90s and early 2000s. They were promoting the artists that were local. They would right. give you a platform. It wouldn't be like that midnight hour or that one hour out the day. Where they would play <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they didn't have program directors. Like they would actually play the music of the local. The local sound, they would let you hear that stuff. And when you listen to Chicago, you may get that one hour out the day where they may play it. Then they go back into the regular rotation because they got program mm -hmm. directors. They're not actually DJing and giving you that type of flavor. So mm -hmm. when you see guys like Common and or DeBrat when she went to Atlanta and everything, and it was able to propel her. To me, it's just me speaking. The Chicago scene, the platform here wasn't really giving you the best voice to, to succeed. Okay. Even when okay, when I lived in when I lived in Memphis for a year, a year and a half, they played hella, hella down south music. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is Jay Z on the radio, bro? Like, <laughs> they played a lot of the down south rotation before they would get into that. Now, of course, Jay Z would be in there. Ludacris, of course, would be in there because he's from the south. But like mm -hmm. a lot of the East Coast and West Coast rap, you wouldn't hear a lot of. And it would okay. when you heard it, it would be in a mix of hearing all of the down south music. Because when I was down there, Yin Yang Twins. By the time y'all heard that, I knew all that shit. Yeah, they should have kept that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that shit was big down there. Right, that right, was they right. Shit. That's what they lived <laughs> off of. You understand what I'm right, saying? Yeah. Da, 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 dum. Da, 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 dum. <laughs> That was they shit. Like that was they artist. And again, I tell people that all the time. The South was big on promoting their artists. They don't do that shit in Chicago. Mm. Uh. They don't do that shit here. So of course motherfuckers gonna leave. Like Common was like, yo, I gotta get the fuck up out of here, man. He got he got out of that too. Hell yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him. What's the what's the platform? What's the platform like here? Yeah. Yeah, Kanye got out of there too. <laughs> everybody, everybody leave. Even listen, even as much as Twister wanna say that he represented Chicago, where was his biggest markets? Down south. And he had so many other placements with Puff, with all yeah. these other artists everywhere else, because the platform here, like they they not supporting artists here in Chicago mm -hmm. like that, like, The I'm platform just, yeah. here wasn't was is is not the best. And we, we gotta be honest about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I would go to some agree. of these guys' studio sessions and I'd be watching. Like, yo, he dope. He's like, yo, bro, you can try it. I'm gonna stay in Chicago. I'm like, all right, I give you two years. <laughs> I give you two years. Then you're gonna be you know gone. You're gonna leave. You're gonna leave because it's unless you plan on building a platform here for Chicago artists, you got you got to get the fuck up out of here. You got to get up out of here. Gotta get about it. And I, I don't say that to be mean or negative, but it's just a simple fact that when you're here in Chicago, the music platform, unless you build it yourself to promote other artists and you have the money to push it, 
It's right. Not really, it's not really happening. When I was down south, bro, when I was on the West Coast, that's all you heard. When I was in Phoenix, Arizona, they pumped the shit out of that music. When I was in Memphis, they pumped the shit out of that music. Damn. I came back to Chicago. I heard more Jay-Z. I heard more T.I. I I heard more other artists that wasn't Chicago than Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. And then they, they, every now and then, if Common had an album out, they'll play one of his joints or some shit he got with Kanye. You understand what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm. So, man, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but that's, that's, that's my theory. My, my, my guess at the shit, but you know, um, I had more success leaving Chicago too. I, I will say that. Like a lot of people do, man. Yeah, they yeah. that's I know I did. Shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, I know people that helped me out in Canada. I know people that helped me out in the UK. Damn, you just... Yo, come over here and do a show. All right, cool. And be out there for a whole month living in somebody's crib. You know right. Saying, right. Out, you know what I'm saying? Putting doing right. music and shit like that. So that's what's up, man. Yeah. But man, I appreciate you, man. Anything uh, else you want to cover? No, I'm good, man. You know, you know, I'm down for. It. I'll keep, I'll keep my word, man. It's kind of fun to me, man. You know, I never did nothing like this, so yeah, no, I was kind of looking fun. forward to it, man. I was looking forward to it. It's Tell my right. wife about it, man. You know, I think everybody has a story, um, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we keep forgetting, or that the world is seeing, is that everybody didn't grow up in these crazy ass conditions where motherfuckers was getting shot a million times a day. Like mm. the, the shit that you hearing on these rap songs and all that shit ain't really real. You know, that shit's a, nice. it's a form of right. entertainment. Right. Everybody, like when I leave here, I'm not going to my mailbox and 18 people going to get shot. Right. That's right. Not the life of a regular African-American, black American, black person, indigenous person or whatever. Like right. your life is, it's different from the narrative that they portray because you wanted to play basketball, you wanted to get out of the neighborhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. you might have seen crime and you might have experienced stuff and been a part of something, but the shit, the music ain't really, ain't, they ain't really telling our, our story. They ain't telling our story at all. Like I, and, and even the stories I know about gangsters, they don't even want to be seen. <laughs> Facts. And that's just being honest. Like the, the dudes yeah. I know that been, they ain't, they ain't rapping. Ain't rapping. Some of them dudes don't even want to leave the house. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They, they trying to they trying to best to stay out the way a lot of this shit. So yeah, you know. But yep. I appreciate you, bro, for lending me your time. Right. Um, I got a few people who did do it, and then others they you know whatever happened happened. Yeah, it's man. If you deep, let me know, man. This, this this I like this type of stuff, man. You know, yes sir, like it. Yes you sir. Let me know. Uh, I guess one day we'll have to schedule it where we'll have to tune in on latest events or something like that or talk about okay. something different, you know? Okay, yeah. Okay. But I don't, so, don't want to hold you up too much. Uh, I got a birthday right, party I got to get ready to go to. All right, man. Yeah, man I appreciate you, bro. Right, for sure, man. Have a good one, man. Yes, sir, man. You too. All right. Yes, sir.